You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, and welcome to my fifth episode of Altered Stories Ministry. My name is Michelle Renee Gutch, founder and ministry talk show host. And guess what, ladies? Today I have a special guest. And I'm very excited to have my lovely friend on the show. Her name is Chris Barda. I've been blessed to know Chris now for almost 25 years. And as October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I felt her breast cancer survivor God story would be a great inspirational story to share with all of you. Personally, I walked with Chris through this journey some And I was amazed at her spirit and what an inspiration she was to others as she went through her journey. So here's what you need to know about her. Chris has lived in Colorado for the majority of her life and currently is living in Pike National Forest outside of Woodland Park, Colorado. And believe you me, it is a beautiful area. She attends Woodland Park Community Church. She enjoys the outdoors and loves to kayak during the hot summer days while her husband, Bert, fishes from the shore. She's been married to Bert for 13 years and also has two wonderful children from her first marriage, Evan and Molly, and three beautiful stepdaughters, Amber, Amanda, and Abby. Four out of her five kids live in Colorado, and Bert and Chris see them often. Chris has her undergraduate degree from Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado, and she is also currently enrolled in a data analytics grad program at Merrimack College in Massachusetts. She's worked in the insurance industry for the past 30 years, and she currently sits on two boards, r Retreats and the Denver American Heart Association. Chris received life-changing news the day after Mother's Day in 2014, that she had stage two triple negative breast cancer. Let's hear from Chris now as she shares her breast cancer journey, God's story. Well, thank you, Michelle. It is such an honor for me to join you today and all the listeners to tell you about my story. I first want to start off, though, with rewinding my story back to Well, probably about 20 years ago when I was going through my divorce, and even prior to that, I grew up Catholic and always knew God and knew that Jesus had died on the cross to take away my sins, but didn't understand why it was important to have a personal relationship with him and what that actually meant. So fast forward to when I was going through my divorce and then went back out into the dating world and fell in love with an amazing man. Um, But we struggled from the very beginning. And many people in my life kept telling me, this person is not the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. Don't get back into a bad relationship. So had all of these people explaining to me that I should walk away from this relationship, but felt in my heart that I was in love with them. So I got the honor of going to one of Diane Andrews' first retreats through R&R, and it was a prayer retreat. And during this retreat, all you did 
was you were quiet and you sat and you listened to God. Well, that was completely out of the realm of what I was comfortable with because I never knew what that meant, like to have that kind of relationship where you go to God and you talk to him and you wait to listen for him to, to respond back. So in that quiet time, God really touched my heart with two really important verses. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God, was what he kept telling me that you can't hear my voice, Chris, because you don't know who I am. You don't have that one-on-one relationship to me. So all of these voices that you're hearing from the outside, you can't discern between my voice and all of these other voices because we need to be in a relationship. And then the other one was John 10, 27. My sheep listen and know my voice. I know them and they follow me. So those two verses really touched me that weekend. And I committed myself to be in a relationship with God. From that point on, now mind you, my relationship has sometimes it's wavered. Sometimes it hasn't been as close. Sometimes I will go or used to go for a very long period of time without having a personal conversation with Christ. But throughout the years, it has constantly grown stronger and I've grown in a deeper relationship with him. So the end of that story was um, I did marry Bert and we've been together 17 years and we've been married 13. So very happy. We're in a very good place. So very glad that God has blessed that relationship. And even though the struggles at the very beginning were so difficult, I knew God was with me and I knew that he was going to bless that relationship because I asked him if this is where he wanted me to be. And I felt like I was being faithful to his word to say, if you're in this relationship, I'm going to give you the strength to see you through it. Now fast forward, and here it is the day after Mother's Day, and I had this crazy pain right under my rib. And I used to box. And I thought, well, that is just a crazy place to pull a muscle right right there in the center of my chest. And I woke up one morning thinking that Bert had punched me in the middle of the night. I had a dream about that because it hurt so bad. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, I probably need to do a breast exam. And I did one, and I felt the lump. And then I immediately knew I had breast cancer. But I went and I had the the mammogram and then the biopsy and then got confirmation that it was breast cancer. And because I had that pain in my rib, they were really worried that it was stage four and it was um, the cancer was in my bones. So they fast forward me through all the the tests and everything to see where I'm at with the cancer to determine my treatment plan. So really went into it thinking that it was going to be the worst case scenario and then finding out um, I was right on the border of stage two, stage three breast cancer. So that changed my treatment plan. But during that time when I was having all the testing and we were trying to figure out what that treatment plan would look like, um, I had a revelation and I obviously was praying to God, you know, to to give me wisdom, to give me strength, and just to give me the fortitude to get through this. I had a friend who was also going through breast cancer at the same time, and I saw how she reacted to the news, and I thought, you know what, What the way that she reacted was not glorifying God. God has put me on this earth to really bring the glory and honor back to Him, and He never promised us it was going to be easy, but He always promised us that He was going to be there. And I made the decision at that point that as I go through this journey, I am going to bring glory to him. 
I'm not going to wallow in my self-pity, but I know that he is going to see me through this, whether it's dying somewhere along the, the, the treatment plan or getting through the treatment and, and surviving and, and bringing glory to him that way. But I knew that I wanted to bring him glory. And I think, again, it goes back to knowing that God is my Savior and knowing that we are put here to glorify Him. So I love that. Not that the treatment was easy by any means, and not that I didn't struggle. Through my treatment plan, I did 16 rounds of chemo over 20 weeks. I did double mastectomy. I did radiation for 45 treatments. I did breast reconstruction surgery and then several other surgeries on top of that. And then through the, the whole thing, at one point I had a blood clot in my neck and now I had to learn how to give myself shots every day for um, four months. And just having to walk through that was really tough. So not to say that my treatment or, or walking every day and getting up and going through the cancer was a piece of cake because I had God on my side and I knew that he was there. I just knew that I would get through it. And, and there were still roller coasters of feelings, but again, wanted to keep center that as I go through this, I want to stay positive because that's how you bring him glory. I wanted people to see me and to know that he was with me and that I could stay positive and be a light to somebody else. Let his light shine through me so that I could be a light for somebody else and give encouragement to somebody else. Well, I will tell you, you really did glow at times. I mean, I have a picture that I posted on my Instagram account of you when you went and did a, a chemo round. And you were in the cutest little, you know, going to the t- a tea dress. And, you know, mm-hmm. I remember your face just glowing, even though you were getting the, the port in and getting the treatment, you had such a glow about you. And I think that in itself was so ministering. It was just a ministering to me and others. I mean, I know that your struggle was a struggle. So the fact that you wanted to give God glory through it. I really believe you have, and you did. And you've been great about sharing a lot of the details and kind of what was significant and some scriptures and kind of how this experience affected how you looked at God. And And I would just be curious, and I'm sure some of our listeners would wonder too, is just what did you do on those days when maybe you really were having a dark day. So that that's a funny story, Michelle, and thank you for asking that. So a couple of things. So my husband would, because he was the easiest to get angry with because I knew that he could take it, and he would tell me, Chris, I swear, if you didn't have cancer, I'd kick your butt right now, and then it would always make me laugh. And so, so that's one thing. I think that being able to laugh with someone and knowing that what you're going through is horrible, but being able to feel comfortable and being angry with someone and then also to be able to laugh with that person as well. And that was huge. I had a huge circle of friends that God placed in my life during that time that I would have never have expected the amount of support that I had. In fact, I told you I did 16 rounds of chemo and I had a different friend come with me 
every single round just because there were so many people who asked, like, what can I do to help support you? And it's like, come with me to chemo and we, we can sit there and we can laugh and we can talk and we can tell stories um, so that I don't have to sit about and think about what's really happening to my body and what's going in my body. So that would be the second thing is I got, God put amazing people in my life and surrounded me. And one of those was Nicole Lundock, and she actually created a Facebook page. And I think that that really got the word out to a lot of distant friends and relatives. So I had a huge prayer group, and I really wholeheartedly believe that through that positive prayer, God answered so many of them by seeing me through this and giving me the attitude because people were praying for me so much. So I would say that that was a huge part of my success. And then lastly, I would say is I see God in nature. And that's just always been how I've been able to relate to God. And Every time I went into chemo, I did it every Thursday, and then those four last four rounds, I did it every other Thursday because those were the really hard ones. God placed a rainbow for me to see either Wednesday night, Thursday night, or Friday, and I think that that was just a reminder to me that he was close. And when I tell my husband that, he's like, oh, Chris, you're crazy, and it's like, no, I, I, I promise you. Every week I had chemo, God showed me a rainbow. And then there were times when God did showed a double rainbow. When I knew that I needed that extra, that extra encouragement, he showed me. And, and, you know, we go back to the Bible and, you know, that's, that's the covenant that he said he's always going to be. It's the, the sign of the covenant that he's always going to be there for us. And that just reinforced that I'm going to get through this. Whatever the end looks like, I am going to get through this and take it day by day. This is way too big for me to get through. I have to lean into Christ and his power. Yeah, what an attestment of your faith, Chris, and how God just really ministered to you, through you. And then also, geez, the number of people that came beside you. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just that's a loving God. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. women have a hard time seeing God loving, but... God is a loving God, and no one ever said that we weren't, as Christians, going to go through struggles, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just part of the walk. It's part of the fall, and yet God promises in his word that he will come alongside us, and I've never seen him fail, and in this case, I've never seen him fail even through knowing you. And what an inspiration. I've seen such incredible growth. And I'm assuming too, Chris, that this journey was what? Was it about a, I don't remember, a year to 15 months? Was it completely from the time that you were diagnosed to going through it? Or was it longer in duration? It was closer to almost two years. So at this point, I'm four and a half years out. And so at the five-year mark, praise God, I can say that I'm actually um, cured. So this next coming May, I can say I've actually been cured. So right now, my I'm in the remission stage and go in every six 
months to get checked. Mm -hmm. And so I only have another about six months or so to go and then can, can say that I've been cured. But I would say the hardest part of this journey was definitely those first probably 16, 17 months of where I was actively, it felt like every week there was another doctor's appointment, another follow-up, another surgery, or something else that was going on, another complication that had to be dealt with. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'm so grateful that your family, your friends, your faith, all of that really made an impact on in your healing and your recovery. Now, there is also, I know, an emotional component that goes along with your healing from breast cancer, not just a physical healing. And so with the faith side and your prayer time and leaning in, I would say that from what I'm understanding, from what you're sharing, that had a significant influence also on your physical healing. It was huge. Everyone walks through this diagnosis and this journey differently. For me, I decided I didn't want anyone negative or any negative stories, any negative thoughts to be around me. So I never joined a cancer support group because I didn't want to hear other people's struggles because I needed to concentrate on my own and I knew I couldn't keep my positive outlook and Christ close to me if I heard other stories. And and that's just for me. And I know that there's a lot of really great support groups out there and people are drawn to those and they find help and healing in those. For me, it just, it didn't feel like that was where I needed to be centered. So I spent my time in Bible studies and my free time in my, in my time when I was going through the treatment and needed to be around friends. It was typically once a week in, with a, a women's Bible study. That's where I gained my strength and going to church every week and, and being faithful there and then doing my quiet time. So that's where I, again, had that personal relationship with Christ and he gave me the tools that I needed to get through it. And again, I go back to the amount of friends that came forward. I thought I was going to be very private through this whole thing and didn't mm-hmm. want anybody to know and, and, and wanted <laughs> to deal with it on my own and nobody's going to come to my aid and I'm going to be superwoman. <laughs> but isn't it so funny how God's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Like, let me tell you what we're going to do here and be faithful and follow me and I'll make sure that um, I get the glory and all of this. So as soon as a couple of friends of mine found out, it became very public. And then, like I said, those friends rallied around me and gave me the encouragement. So I leaned on them and really leaned on God to get me through this. Wonderful. And such an attestment, Chris, of your faith and how God came into your story, how he altered your story. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, that's just um, amazing. And I know that those that are listening today are going to really be blessed from hearing what you've shared and your graciousness in taking the time to share it with others, knowing you and the way that you operate. A couple of cute things like when you were going through your cancer too, you had some sparring. Did you not have a few of your boxing buddies that came alongside you and just kind of encouraged you through? too? Because I know you you did do, did you do kickboxing before or you were doing some boxing, right? 
It was actual boxing in a ring with a helmet and gloves and a mouthpiece, yes. And so um, through the beginning part of my cancer journey, I was still in the ring sparring against a couple of different partners. So that was fun. But as you can imagine, the chemo just like really drains you of your energy. So once I got about like six chemo treatments into it, I had to actually stop sparring. I just didn't have the energy to go. But those friends, those those women at the gym did, they they were amazing. They they brought me food after my treatments. And so they definitely walked alongside me too. But yes, at the beginning, I was in the ring and um, we <laughs> we always used to laugh like um, I'm kicking cancer's butt just like, you know, in the ring, I would kick somebody else's butt. It was nice to have the energy at the beginning. I no longer box, but it was definitely a good thing. I think that my body like knew how to fight and not fighting somebody in the ring, but now I have to I have to fight for myself. I have to fight this cancer. Right. And so you, you did share some verses with us. Is there one verse that really resonates with you and has resonated with you that you haven't shared a scripture verse that you'd like to share today? Michelle, it's the one that I sent over to you, but it's one that comes out of Romans, and it's the one where perseverance builds character, character builds hope. That's the verse that I really leaned into through my cancer treatment because God is giving me the strength to persevere, and I really believe, you know, in those times of trouble and in the times of hard times, God is refining us. He's making changes in our heart so that we can glorify him in the long run. We can glorify him and just become closer to what he has created us to be. And so that verse just really from perseverance all the way down to hope, that's what I held on to. I'm, he's going to give me the strength to persevere and I'm going to have the hope that I'm eventually going to make it to the point where he wants me to be. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Chris. And the Bible is so relevant today and, and you can just apply it and so many areas in our lives. It's incredible. But one thing in closing is, you know, you certainly have shared so many different ways that women can be encouraged through this journey of breast cancer struggle and trying to overcome. And the best way to approach it, especially when you are engaging your faith, but also in terms of emotional uh, health. I would love to hear from you. So let's say there's a woman out there that's struggling and maybe doesn't have the support that you had, maybe just trying to do it on her own, but is not getting the support at home and doesn't probably have a church and needs just somewhere to be able to go to really be uplifted holistically. Do you have any words of wisdom for her? I would say if someone doesn't have the support that they need, I would definitely reach out to American Cancer Society. They have so much support 
to help women get through this. They'll, they'll work with you in trying to get you to treatment or finding you housing that's close to your treatment center. Or I went through a program with them about how to apply makeup through this really hard struggle to make sure that you still felt beautiful and knowing that you know you have no hair and you have no eyelashes and eyebrows. Like how do you feel pretty during that time? Because how you feel is going to directly impact how the treatment is taking hold. So I would say for women who are struggling and don't have the support, that's one really great resource is to go out to American Cancer Society. Most of their programs are are free to, to anyone who picks up the phone and calls them. So I would say that. And I would say, again, try and find a church. And if that is not an option, Find a Bible and look through the Bible. I think that the the book that resonates the most is Job. And Mm -hmm. God allowed all of these things to happen to him, but he never left Job's side. He knew what was going on. He knew that Job was not going to forsake him. And God stayed by him. And if anything, just lean into that, the knowledge that God God has never broken a promise. God's nope. never going to leave us, and he is always going to be there, and it's going to bring him glory. Great. Thank you, Chris. Those are wonderful words, encouraging words. So thank you again so much for taking the time today to share with me and share with our listeners your journey and your God story, your altered story. And ladies, do take the time to really spend some time with the Lord in your journey as well. And I just hope that this has been a blessing. And I know um, I've been blessed to hear this. So thank you again, Chris. And I'll talk to everyone in my next show. Thank you, Michelle. It has been a joy. And just remember, early detection saves lives. Thank you. Altered Stories is a new ministry, and if you enjoyed today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of everyday women, too. So why don't you share the link to our website, alteredstories.org. Share it on your social media. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in financially supporting this outreach. To find out more, just log on to alteredstories.org. That's alteredstories.org.